Hello, this is Wanda Brisbane with the Four Winds with Wanda. Today, aren't you happy to know that you are in Jesus Christ? I know that I'm happy to know that I'm in Jesus. We're both glad to say that Jesus is Lord in our lives. Today, I want you to know that you are extraordinary. We are extraordinary in Jesus. For 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Isn't that good to know that once you and I made Jesus Lord of our lives, we became new people. We became a new generation. We became a different quality of people. We became a new nature of people. We became a new humanity created in Christ. We became believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful to know that we took on a new nature in Christ, that wherever we go, we shall show forth his glory. And how do we show forth his glory? We show forth his glory by studying the word of God, by fasting, by praying, and by singing wonderful hymns, and even by fellowshipping with the saints of God. Aren't you glad to know that he's given us so many avenues in which to Find that way into Jesus Christ and to grow in Him daily. Amen. We must put on the armor of God that will guide us into the right pathway and to seeking Christ on a daily basis. This is something that we must eat and drink every day so that we can become more Christ-like. You see, because the Bible tells us in a very familiar scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. You see that scripture says, for God so loved the world. Listen at this. For God so loved the world. You see, It says that when we were in the world, we had Jesus and we didn't know we had him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then it says, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So you see, once we begin to believe in Jesus, we became the whosoever generation. That means that we shall have everlasting life. Now, isn't that extraordinary to know? And that makes us that extraordinary people. To know that we shall live forever. That we have eternal life. We have eternal living. We have a home with Christ, not made with hands. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I'm so excited to know that Jesus went to Calvary just so I can have a home and a place with him. 
Amen. I am excited to know that we are of a new generation. We are an incorporated people that have come to be known as the body of Christ so that we can all come together for one common cause. That is to compel men, women, and boys and girls to come to know Christ so that they can have what we have. This joy I have. The world didn't give it to me, and the world sure can't take it away from me. I want everybody to have this kind of joy. I want to share this joy with everyone else. I want them to have what I have on the inside. Aren't you happy to know that we have the freedom in Christ? to tell everyone about this newness of life that we have in Jesus. And you see, in being that extraordinary people, we are to put on the new man. And we are not to let corrupt things be about us. See, we've changed our clothes and we put on the clothes of righteousness now. And so we are to do good in everything that we come about in this new day. We are to also carry on with good conversations. So when we carry on with the good conversations, then those that we minister to, we will talk to them with the grace of God. And then that grace of God will call or compel men, women, boys, and girls to ask questions. Well, who is this Jesus that you're talking about? Well, come and go to church with me this Sunday, and I want you to hear some more about him. So you see, this is how we're to walk in the light of Jesus Christ, living a lifestyle that he wants us to live, showing others that he is the light of the world, showing others that he is the truth, showing others that he is the way, showing others that he is the life. Oh, my brothers and sisters. And this Bible also tells us, too, that we are to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God did in Christ for our sakes. He forgave you and he forgave me. So if he can forgive you and me, We are to forgive our brothers and sisters. We are to be tenderhearted towards one another. We are to be kind to one another. This is our extraordinary way that we're to walk so that people will see the light of Jesus Christ on the inside of us. And they want to know, well, why are you this way? It's all because Christ has made me this way. All because I invited him and you invited him to be Lord of your life. Oh, my brothers and sisters, aren't you excited? I know I am today because, you know, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 43, he says, Remember not the former things, for neither remember the things of old. It says to put away lying and only speak the truth. So we can forget about those old ways that we used to carry on. Forget about that old walk of life and walk in that newness that he has prepared. And it says give no place to the devil. So we must let bitterness go. Let me give you an example. 
How can we let bitterness go? Can I tell you something? Even as small as a glass of lemonade. Let's say you've already squeezed the lemon into the water. And then you put a couple of teaspoons of sugar in it. And first of all, it's going to be bitter. A little bitter. You put that sugar in it. You stir and you stir and you stir. And then when that sugar begins to suck, dissolve in that lemon water, it gets sweeter and it gets sweeter and it gets sweeter and it gets sweeter. Well, that is how we're to walk into the newness and allow the transformation power of Jesus Christ to work in our lives. And we can begin to to minister and to speak to each other and sweet psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. And we can forget about those old ways that we... Uh, used to have. We won't even begin to think about those things that we used to have in the past. And you see again right here in the 43rd chapter again in Isaiah, he says, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. You see that lemonade is getting sweeter and sweeter. That's that new thing. Now that lemonade, that's a very, you could put a little couple of ice cubes inside of there. And it says that, and it says, shall ye not know it? It says, I will even make a way in the wilderness. Now see, sometimes we may have a little uh, stumble in our lives, or we may go through something, but you know, in that Psalms 23, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It says you will walk through it. It didn't say you was going to stay in the valley of the shadow of death. It says you're going to walk through it. So see, that's why he says in this scripture right here, he says, I will even make a way in the desert. So you can walk straight through it. And he says, I will cause rivers in the desert. Now see, he's already made the provision for you to walk through the valley, through that wilderness, and even in the desert. I'm going to put sweet waters in the rivers, in the, in the, in the desert for you. So see, he's already set things for you when you're going through the trials and the tribulations in life. He says, I'm already on, I'm going to hold your hand through it. It may not feel like it, but know that my word says that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even until the end of the earth, I'm going to be right here with you. And my word also says to you, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Well, how do he do that? Well, you know, I told you in my word that I would send you a comforter and one who will remind you of all truth, and he will teach you everything. And his name is the Holy Ghost. And he's going to be the one to teach you all truths in this hour and in this day and in this time. Oh, my brothers and sisters, he's going to do a transformation in your life like never before. You see, God has, uh, he says that ye are to put on this new man. And after that, God is created in righteousness. And we are to walk in the true holiness and to walk in love. Well, how do we do that? Well, we are to walk in the spirit.
this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. You see, as we begin to walk in the Spirit, we become more Christ-like. And we must live in the Spirit. And we must live by the Spirit. And we must believe that the Spirit is within us and that He has been sent by God to live in our hearts. Amen? And see, we must yield to Him and we must submit our desires to Him because there are going to be times when the the enemy is going to come in and he's going to put a thought in your mind and say, no, you do it this way, but the Holy Ghost... He's going to come in and he's going to tell you, no, you are, as a believer, you to live by what God says. But the the God that we serve, he wants us to listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying unto us and walk in the light. We are to be led by the Spirit of God and turn away from the evil fleshly desires that come to us through the unseen spirit of evilness. Amen? And so this is why we must walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? And we know that the the fruit of the Spirit is found in Galatians, the fifth chapter. Amen? And in the 22nd verse. And the word fruit is significant of three reasons. It it means the result, the product, and the outcome, or the effect produced by the Spirit in the believer's life. You see, uh, they are carrying on the characteristics of who Jesus is. And this is what Jesus wants us to walk in, the fruit of the Spirit. So as a fruit on a tree, at at one time it grows to mature. And then if the fruit does not cultivate anything, then, well, you are not walking in the Spirit. That means you're not making any effort to live out the life that Jesus wants you to live. So when when we be, talk about the fruit of the Spirit, we talk about love. Love is the willing, it, love is the willing sacrificial giving of one's self. And this is to benefit others without having of a looking for a return. This is where you give totally of yourselves to other people. Then there's joy. Joy is that gladness that you have in your heart. Whenever you see your sisters and brothers, you can always greet them in joy. And I always say, you can just take that joy and move it on into happiness. And when you take that happiness and that joy, people will want to know where did you get that from. Tell them it's all about Jesus. And then there's peace, which is that tranquility of mind. It frees you from worry and it frees you from fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. And then there's long suffering. Long suffering is patience with others. It's the opposite of having a short temper, a disposition of, of a weary soul, and injury to yourselves. You see? And gentleness is just being kind to one another. 
We talked about that earlier, about being loving kindness and tenderhearted towards one another. And goodness is that generosity that we have with each other. If I got it, you got it. Amen. And that is how we're to be in kingdom living. Then there is faith. Faith here. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's being dependable, knowing that God, you can depend on God, and that God will see you through it. And here, meekness, that meekness is again, is that gentleness. That is, it's the courtesy and consideration in one's relationship with others. Temperance, that is, that self-control, and that is that ability to harness and control one's passions and one's lust. So this is what Jesus wants us to pull out in, in our daily lives. And as we walk with him, you see, it gives us a wholeness and a purpose for living that it, it He points out a roadway. This is a path that we can all take. If we could try to live out in the fruit of the Spirit that Jesus has given unto us, and then that way we become that extraordinary person. We begin to walk in the line and in the life and in the light of Jesus. And that brings us into that whosoever shall uh, believe in him shall not perish, shall have everlasting life. So try your best to stay in the word of God. Take a scripture a day and just keep it memorizing it all day that day until it begins to be a part of you. Then the next day, ask the Lord to give you another scripture. And then you take that and then you begin to live out the word of God. You begin to walk out the word of God. You begin to sing out the word of God. You begin to study out the word of God. That's all he wants us to do. Can I give it to you this way? W-O-R-D. What our Redeemer desires is that you study the Word so that you can study to show thyself approved. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Oh, my brothers and sisters, there's nothing like studying God's Word that will cause you to not be a usual person, not to be an ordinary person but to be an extraordinary person in your life. That's all Jesus wants of us, is just to be a light shining in a world of darkness, that we can show forth his truth, that we can show forth his way, and that we can show forth his life through our life living because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us who causes us on a daily basis to live a new standard of life, a new way of life, a new way of talking. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. There's so many worlds to conquer out there and we have a lot of work to do in this hour. So let's hit the ground running an extraordinary race to become an extraordinary people for a good God, for a great God, 
for a wonderful God, for an amazing God, for a healing God, for a righteous God, for a saving God, for a gracious God. Oh, my brothers and sisters today, why don't we open up ourselves to somebody else and tell them about Jesus? This is Wanda Brisbane of The Four Winds with Wanda. You've tuned in at the right time and you're in the right place for The Four Winds with Wanda. I look forward to you listening again. And as always, continue to love Jesus and continue to be strong in him. For he is our Savior. For he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, even unto the end of the world. Again, this is Wanda Brisbane with the four winds with Wanda. Love you and Jesus loves you too. is Wanda Brisbane with the Four Winds with Wanda. Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives? I know that I am and I'm sure that you are too. Today we shall talk about a cheerful heart. A cheerful heart. Our scripture Proverbs 17 and 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bone. A merry heart makes one glad. A merry heart makes one cheerful. A merry heart makes one happy. How do we have this cheerful heart? How do we have this beautiful heart? Well, we can take a look at David when David said, Create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit in me, Lord. So when we go to God and ask God to create in us a clean heart, take out all of the impurities that the world has offered us and that have been placed or seeped into our hearts, into our spirit, man, we know that Jesus is the only one that can come in and make our hearts better. With everything that is going on in the world today and in yesteryears, things in the world sometimes don't always go cheerfully. They don't always go in the right direction. But what we want to do today is come to know that Jesus can give us a very cheerful heart. He can give us a happy heart. He can give us a sound heart, a sound that is true a sound that is spirited in our heart. Did you know that the heartbeat is the sound of life? Just listen at your heartbeat. It is the sound of life. Isn't that a beautiful sound to hear your heartbeat? Even when some women are in their months of having a baby, they can go and hear their heart, baby's heartbeat. 
isn't that a joy for a mother or father or parent to hear their child's heartbeat before they're born? That brings happiness. That brings joy. That brings excitement. So we want to have that same kind of heart that can bring happiness and joy to the world. We sing joy to the world. The Lord is come. So when you allow the Lord to come into your world, come into your heart, then you too can have this joy. We always say, this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Oh, aren't you glad to know that when Jesus places that joy in your heart, no one else can take that joy out of your heart. And I want you to know that in the book of John, he says, ask that your joy might be full. When you go to him, just as David did, said to create in me a clean heart, go to God. Ask him to give you a heart full of joy, a heart full of merry, and a heart full of cheer. Well, how do we go about getting that heart? Well, I want you to know that if we go to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, and let's begin at the fourth verse. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. This is how you can obtain that cheerful heart. When you allow Jesus to come into your heart, you must open up your heart so that he can come in. So that's why we have to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our might. You know, we hear some people sometimes say, I love you from the bottom of my heart. I like to say I love you with my whole heart. That's giving you everything. That's giving God everything. When you turn your heart completely over to him and allow him to make it new, allow him to make it right, allow him to make it whole, and that will become a marvelous, a joyous, and an uplifting life to you and to your seed. And when I say to you and your seed, the Bible continues to say in verse 7, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Teach your children to love the Lord thy God, and this will make their way 
plentiful as well. You see, we have to plant this in the hearts of our children so that they can go forth lovingly and become productive citizens. Amen. I am so delighted to know that God will do this for us once we open up our hearts to him. Amen. And see, when we hear that heartbeat, that sound of the heartbeat within us, that heart is a heart at peace. And when that heart is at peace, that heart can become cheerful. And you see, when that heart becomes cheerful, you shall have a continuous feast inside of your heart. A cheerful heart brings joy into the lives of so many people. Even the people around you will begin to notice that, wow, isn't he or she always so cheerful? I wonder how she got or he got that. Take them back, all the way back to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, and tell them that it comes to you in the fifth verse. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. When you turn yourself over completely to him, then he can give you desires of your heart. You see, the word says, when you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that wonderful to know that Jesus will give you the desires of your heart? And that is a very true and a very real scripture. You see, your light will also break forth when you walk in that realm of a cheerful heart. When you walk in that realm of a delightful heart, when you walk in that realm of a heart that is always glad, sometimes it doesn't always go that way. We do have these ups and downs in our lives. And I want you to know he did say that we will have trials and tribulations, but he said, I have overcome. So when he says that he has overcome, know that he's made a way. Even though you've gone through that trial or that tribulation, he will bring you right back into that cheerfulness of your heart. And when we open up our hearts where there is true love for God, listen to this now. When there is true love for God and a sincere concern For the welfare of others, a channel is open for God's full blessings to come upon our lives. Isn't that good to know when our love is true? It's not half-hearted. It's it's not by the wayside we can pick it up and put it down whenever we want. We want it to be a consistent heart of love for our God. And when we have that consistent love for our God, it transfers over into the other people that we walk along with during the day, those that we can say hi to during the day, some of those that we may call and say, how are you doing today? That true love of God causes you to love God and his people. Amen. And then when you walk in that light of that true love and even that sincere welfare for others, the light of God will be as full of joy to you. Your light will shine within you wherever you go. 
that love of God and that joy of God coming together and it shows forth the joy and the strength of the Lord. You see, when you walk in a cheerfulness of heart, it does good even for your physical heart because your spiritual heart is already manifesting the spiritual gift of the love of God on the inside of your heart. And it brings forth His salvation that you too can minister to someone else about the salvation of this God that we serve and how it can heal the wounded heart. It also brings you protection and it brings you into the manifested presence of God. And that manifested presence of God can flow through in your life. And it even gives, as we had said earlier, it gives you help in your times of trouble. And it comes through, that help comes through the spirit of prayer. When that spirit of prayer comes into your life, it is an awesome something when God answers and delivers your prayer. It uplifts the darkness and oppression in your life. You see, when that merry heart, it pushes away those things that are not comfortable in the spirit of the God. Those things that are not, those things that are evil that try to come upon you, that joy and that love will push it away. Hate, love, light, darkness, there that can cancel out all of the hate and the darkness in your life. It see it lifts that curtain so that the light of Jesus can shine through. God's guidance will be prevalent and his fruitfulness will be prevalent in your life all throughout your life. And that true restoration of your spirit will bring a revival in your heart, in your setting, in your home, on your job, wherever you live. I don't care what country you live in or what part of the United States of America that you live in. God is an awesome God. He wants to bless each and every one of us. He wants us to know that He is the true and living God. And that true and living God wants His people to be happy. That true and living God wants His people to be joyous. That true and living God wants his people to be healthy. And see, when you have that joyful heart, you cast down some of those afflictions that can come upon your heart. You see that it, it, it causes your heartbeat, to, your, your blood to flow within your heart. And it, and, and it causes it to flow freely because you have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Ask him for a blood transfusion. The blood of Jesus will begin to flow throughout your lives. It will cover you. It will keep you. It will protect you. It will keep you away from evilness. And that is why God wants us to have that merry heart. That's why he wants us to have that cheerful heart. All we have to do, he says, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Let me come in so that I can sup with you and you can sup with me and that we can share in this gloriousness of this new dimension of being healthy. You see, 
it's a choice. You can choose to be happy. And today, I want you to choose to be happy. Be happy in Jesus alone. Amen? I want you to know that our our, our cheerfulness can also bring about a gift. Listen at this. A gift opens the way for the giver and it ushers him, you and me, into the presence of the great and true God. A gift opens the way to the giver and ushers us into the presence of God. Why not give Jesus a gift? Give Jesus the gift of your heart. Give him the totality of your heart. Just go into prayer and say, Father, forgive me for everything that I've done. Forgive me for all of my sins. I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again so that I can be saved. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me and forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. This opens up your heart so that he can come in, so that you can have that eternal life. You see, that giver, after you've given him the gift of your life and your heart and that gift that he gives in return to you is eternal life. He will send the promise now. He will send the Holy Ghost to to cause our hearts to be motivated and teach us all things so that we can come to know who Jesus Christ is to bring us into this dimension of a cheerful heart. Receive Jesus today so that he can bring upon you and in you a cheerful heart, a merry heart, a glad heart, and it makes you operate in your day kindly. It will cause you to greet each other kindly, and it gives you a purpose in life. That purpose in life is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And then in turn, you will teach others to love Jesus in the same manner. Oh, the Holy Ghost will bring that upon you. He will teach you all things about Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it gives you a good attitude as well to have that good heart in Jesus. It will cause you to live in unity with your brothers and sisters. Oh, my brothers and sisters, today I am so glad that one day you and I gave our hearts unto the Lord Jesus Christ and that we can operate in that realm to say that we love you, Jesus, with our entire heart, with our whole heart, just by getting into the Word of God and allowing the Word of God to clean us. John 15 says, No, ye have been made clean by the washing of the Word. 
study God's word so that his word through the Holy Ghost can clean us up just as David said creating me a clean heart go into God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to manifest the life of Jesus in you so that you can take his word throughout the hedges and the highways and compel men, women, boys, and girls to come and know who Jesus Christ is. Aren't you glad that we know Jesus today? Aren't you glad that we can say that we've gone to him and said, clean up our hearts, clean up our minds, clean up our emotions, clean our spirits, wash us, God, make us brand new. Cause a new day to come upon us, God, that we will be able to worship you in beauty and in holiness. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I am so glad that we can be rejoicing, we can be happy, we can have a healthy heart, and that healthy heart will raise your spirit, and it will fit you for good service, and it makes you operate daily in his will. That is what we want to do to live in the will of the Father. Why rejoice? Why have a happy heart? I tell you this. Try it and see. It's a choice. It'll make you feel better. It's just as the scripture says. It's like a medicine. A cheerful heart. A good heart, it's just like a medicine. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I'm so excited today that you and I have made this choice. I've decided to make Jesus my choice. I've decided to have a happy heart in Jesus. I've decided to have a cheerful heart in Jesus. I decided to make Jesus Lord of my life. That was a song at one time that says, Make my heart your home. Make my heart your home. Ask Jesus today to make your heart his home. Oh, my brothers and sisters, again, you are in the right place at the right time, at the right setting to know that Jesus loves you. To know that Jesus wants you to have a cheerful heart. He wants you.